0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, February 16th, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini
1: And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki.
0: Grace, real quick, nutshell, 30-second version. How did everything go at the box office opening for Heart of Rock and Roll?
1: I love seeing Huey Lewis fans getting to see Huey Lewis either again. So many fans were there that have met him before at different events that have seen him in concert since they were 16 years old. And then there was a six-year-old boy that asked Huey to sign his favorite album, which was sports. It was magical. There were over 400 people in the lines um, for those preview tickets. Yeah, throughout the day. It was massively successful. I'm really excited for the rest of it. That just doesn't happen where you get that inexpensive of a ticket for any Broadway show, um, Mm -hmm. let alone a spring opener. So I'm really excited. Of course, like the rest of the tickets are also uh, well priced like throughout the run. But um, I think that it was was certainly exciting to see all the fans coming through and the fact that they weren't the same age demographic. I think that was Mm -hmm. the most surprising for most people. They expected everyone to be at a certain age bracket that remembered him from, you know, seeing him in the 80s and 90s. I genuinely believe that his music has been passed throughout generations and so and it's a lot of fun still So I think that it was it was a really great turnout and i'm super proud of everybody that was involved
0: yeah, it was a a very fun event and Not dissimilar from as you've talked about the shark is broken before a lot of people showing up in huey lewis merch Like I saw a lot of like tour t-shirts and album t-shirts and like you said people of all ages So that is very fun all right, Grace, let's dive into some Broadway and off-Broadway news here. We will start over at the Stephen Sondheim Theater with Anne Juliet*, and they have a new star coming in to take over the role of Lance, and that is Olivier Award winner David Badella, who actually originated the role first in Manchester, then won an Olivier Award for the role in the West, and he will be stepping into the show on March 5th, taking over the role for the original Broadway, Lance Paolo Zat, he will then return in the summer on July 16th. Badella will be joining Lorna Courtney and Charity Angel Dawson, Austin Scott, Betsy Wolf, Justin David Sullivan, Ben Jackson Walker, and Philip Arroyo. Lots of cool stuff happening over there. There's been a couple casting changes now from the cast that opened it, Grace, but to me, Seeing Betsy Wolf do this role, I, everybody else is just like cream on the top because Betsy Wolf is the absolute best treat of that whole thing. So uh, excited to see what he is like when all of the the is there a is there an Aunt Juliet like fan club name? Because I feel like there's should- Amper
1: stands. Oh, is that Yeah what it Amper is? stands? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. OK, I can't wait to see what the Amper stands uh, feel about David Bedella taking over as Lance.
1: Every time there has been someone like Melanie come over from the UK to do the show, it kind of unlocks another fan base, which is the original OG Amperstands from the London production. Right. So I think that anytime they're able to do this, it's really magical. And um, who knows? Like, I think it's 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 also a super fun role. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see him and welcome him to the show. Yeah.
0: All right, um, heading a little bit off Broadway but with tons of Broadway people. Yesterday, Broadway Cares Equity Fights, its upcoming annual production of Broadway Backwards, announced some of its performers. This will take place on March 11th, and special guests set to perform include, but are not limited to because more will be announced at a later date, they include Shoshana Bean. Jonathan Bennett, Titus Burgess, Jordan Fisher, Ariel Jacobs, Casey Likes, John McGinty, Shoban Orion, Alex Newell, Courtney Reed, Jelani Remy, Lilius White, Constance Wu, and Chip Zion. We already know that Jen Kalella will be hosting. It'll take place at 8 p.m. on March 11th, like I said, at the New Amsterdam Theater. Tickets are on sale, and as always, the proceeds from this event go to benefit not only Broadway Cares, Equity, Fights, AIDS, but also the Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Community Center in New York City. All right, Grace, I I need your help with this, and I hope that you can help, because yesterday, the upcoming Broadway revival of Cabaret announced what they call the Prologue Company. Is this something that they did over in London when you saw it as well?
1: Yeah. So let me kind of walk you through that. Um, There's about a half hour before the performance starts that is a performance. So as you're meandering the bar area, as you've taken your shot at the door, as you have checked into the merchandise, there is a really exciting portion that kind of unlocks your ability to suspend, you know, your, your disbelief, if you will, to kind of walk into this club environment where there is a kind of vaudevillian trick slash dance slash music performance moment stood by an array of, of different verticals of performers. They did a search for these performers after they were doing the kind of during the casting as a separate type of casting. Um, they, I mean, they looked for comedians they look for all these different um, types of performances. So they have different people walking around, different performers, kind of like setting the tone for the evening before you walk into the kick cat club. And, um, there's usually a group performance right at the end of everyone doing their own thing and engaging people on kind of like a personal level. It gives you kind of like a very high end cool moment to kind of say, okay, this is different. I am stepping into something totally, you know, in, in the nightlife scene. And then they all perform together for a couple of minutes and then they unlock the doors for you to find your seats and continue that club atmosphere.
0: So they announced the prologue company. It includes five dancers, four musicians, and then two dancer swings and one substitute musician. Um, A little bit different from how it sounds, what you were describing, Grace, is that you said it was about 30 minutes. On Broadway, it'll be approximately 75 minutes prior to curtain time. So I guess that would probably technically be like 45 minutes before doors open. So a little bit extra time where guests are invited to arrive early, catch the pre-show or the show before the show. None of these names are names that I necessarily recognize, especially in the dancers, but um, we will have the link in the show notes if you want to check that out. All right, Grace, it's Carrie Young time. We haven't had had a discussion about Carrie Young in nearly long enough, but yesterday it was announced that the original off-Broadway cast of Sinking Inc. will come back to New York City, and that cast includes... Kara Young. So this was a show that originated in 2017 at the Flea. It will now come to the Apollo stages at the Victoria. It will begin performances on May 7th with an opening night set for May 19th. This is being described as a hip-hop play created by playwright Sanju Jakam, and it features a score by M.C. Khalil Prada role and choreographed by Arasola Asakalumi, and Asakalumi as Jakam are in the cast, along with Nuri Hazard, Alicia Lawson, Mackenzie Fry, and of course, Kara Young. The show follows a coming of age journey for one character who is certain deep down that he's destined to become an MC, but isn't sure if he can rhyme. Gordon, the main character, embraces the power of his words for himself, his family, and the fate of hip hop itself. All right, Grace, you and I went to see uh, the the Concert of Glory Days on Monday night. We saw Nick Blameyer there, but. Now we have some Nick Blameyer news. Yesterday, it was announced that Broadway alums Blameyer and Mallory Portnoy, who was in the cast of Sexy Oklahoma, they will be recreating the legendary review, A Party with Betty Comden and Adolph Green, for two performances at Cafe Carlisle coming up in just a few weeks, March 3rd and 4th, if you have not yet seen the Oscar-nominated film Maestro, blame and Portnoy played Comden and Green in that film. They will be recreating a show that, are first, that first played off-Broadway in 1958 before transferring to Broadway later that year. It is basically the acclaimed r- writers telling stories about their career and then singing songs that they co-wrote as lyricists, um, along with such composers as Bernstein, Julie Stein, Andre Previn, and others. Uh, this sounds amazing. I, two performances at the Cafe Carlisle is, um, is very cool. It's not enough. I, I, I think hearing these two do this show and play these indelibly important figures in musical theater history, uh, I think we need more of that. I think we need a full off-Broadway run, Grace.
1: I agree with you. I actually saw Nick's um, stories, him rehearsing this oh, cool. um, and being quite silly. Please go to that if they're not already deleted. (laughs) But uh, I think that this is a huge part of their uh, Oscars campaign. I'll be frank. I think that this is a really smart way to continue the momentum of just how large the world of Lerner Bernstein was and is continuing to this day. Um, I think it's a really cool play. I I don't think that it's just for our uh, theatrical enjoyment. I think there's other things at play here, but that's definitely just like my marketing brain and not mm-hmm. <laughs> not just, you know, inside baseball at all. It's it's genuinely like, I think it's a cool move on their part because the timing is perfect. So this is the springtime where, you know, everyone is kind of on the tip of their uh, lips figuring out how they are voting right now.
0: Yeah, the final voting actually begins on February 22nd. So this announcement gets that running about a week ahead of time then they've got time to like promote it before it actually happens so that was interesting your marketing brain uh, is very rarely wrong so we will wait and see what happens there all right another show off broadway that we learned about yesterday is called the 20 sided tavern it is set to play at stage 42 later this spring beginning performances. April 19th. Now, this is an officially licensed Dungeons and Dragons live experience that is an improvised quest play. It relies on audience participation shuddering right now, Um, and each performance is uniquely tailored to the decisions made by audience members on their phones using patented software. So audience members will like choose which characters will appear that evening, as well as which paths they take, um, which decisions they make along the journey. This had originally had runs at the Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, also in Chicago and at the Edinburgh French Festival. So, Grace, you are I would not you are not somebody that I would consider like a nerd. But for some reason, I have a feeling that like you do you do have some sort of history with Dungeons and Dragons. Am I wrong?
1: Yeah, so my partner plays pretty extensively, okay. and my dad did play. And so I'm quite aware of a permadeath situation. But this is not something that I engage with on the day-to-day because it actually it scares me because I think I'd get sucked in. But I think this is exciting.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool, interesting thing there. But um, something else that I think you will find very exciting, Grace, is that yesterday, the Off-Broadway Play job announced that it is extending for three more weeks. It will now run through March 23rd. It was supposed to close at the beginning of March. So I've just seen it, you've seen it multiple times, Grace, uh, and we both keep talking about how everyone should go see it if their stomach can take it. So uh, yeah, now you have three more weeks playing at the Conley Theater through March 23rd. All right, Grace, let's get into some development news, and we have a a handful of things here. The biggest one, I guess, is a semi-update on the Diane Warren bio-musical Obsessed. We've talked about this show before. Now they say that they are moving into development. They didn't actually say when it will actually play or who's in the cast or where it's going to go or really many creative team members. But the big thing we do know is is that we already know that three-time Tony Award winner Kathleen Marshall is directing. They had a developmental workshop last year. Two-time Tony winner Joe DiPietro is writing the book. And now we know that in addition to all of the iconic songs that Diane Warren has written over the years, and not won an Oscar for, for people like Beyonce, Cher, Aerosmith, Tony Braxton, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Lady Gaga, and others. Now we know that the recent Taylor Swift hit, Say Don't Go, will be a part of the show. Uh, Talking about marketing brain here, Grace, they certainly are timing this release to a very, very high point in Taylor Swift's... uh, She's always very much a part of the public consciousness, but given the fact that she just recently won uh, a bunch of Grammy Awards, announced a new album, and then everything with Travis Kelsey and the the Kansas City Chiefs, certainly riding the coattails of Taylor Swift. But when you're Diane Warren, I guess you can ride anybody's coattails because you've actually helped get them to where they are in the first place.
1: I was going to say, if somebody can do it, it's them, you know, like I don't have a problem with no, this. No, 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 no. Uh, but I hear you. I think it's, it's, but it's on everyone's brain right now. Right? Like, I think that this is just something to note that like, I think we're going to continue to see a trickle effect of the, the Swifty nation of it all into our theater spaces and our musical spaces. I'm just curious what the next part of that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Grace. I I assume you are familiar with the Broadway musical from a decade plus ago called Little Women. I, I'm, I'm assuming you you are uh, aware of that. Maybe you've even saying a little astonishing at some point.
1: You know, as an Amy <laughs> who thinks she's a Joe, I am very aware.
0: Okay. Apparently, that show needs to move over because there is a new musical aiming for Broadway called Joe M Dash. The Little Women Musical. This one will be directed by Joanne M. Hunter, who has choreographed many shows on Broadway, including Bad Cinderella, School of Rock, Disaster, On a Clear Day You Can See Forever. Um, she is going to direct this show. It features music by Dan Redfield, lyrics by Christina Harding, and John Gabriel, and I'm going to mispronounce this name. Uh, I apologize. Koladzic. They are getting ready to do a workshop of the musical, uh, and casting and dates will be announced for that. But look, if we're going to have two Gatsby's on Broadway, we can have two Little Women musicals. There's nothing wrong with that. In more development news, it's been announced that Susan Stroman will be directing an upcoming industry presentation of a new musical called *Angel of Arkansas*. It is from Richard Oberacker and Robert Taylor. And it is going to be taking place on February 23rd, and it centers on a real-life single mother who became an advocate, activist, and caregiver to AIDS patients in conservative Arkansas in the 1980s. This story is accompanied by an original country pop score, uh, according to the press release. Leading the cast will be the great Carrie Butler. Also included will be Andy Mientes, uh, my friend Mauricio Martinez, Josh Strickland, who... I saw outside of the heart of rock and roll uh, event on Wednesday. Grace, um, also in there is Nick Rulo, James Harkness, and more. Look, you get Stroh and Carrie Butler and and all of those that talent in there. Like that's that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good collaboration of talent, Grace.
1: There wasn't one person that you named that wasn't an icon. So yeah. um, even like James Harkness is is just a legend. So I think it's very cool.
0: Yeah. All right, Grace, let's get into a feel-good recommendation. And this is a feel-good recommendation because it comes from Jeopardy. It was a final Jeopardy question. The category was Broadway plays. And this is incredibly easy. I feel like, Grace, again, all of the things you have told me about your acting exploits, they all kind of run together. But you might have even done this show in one form or another. But this was... The Valentine's Day Tournament of Champions episode, final Jeopardy category, and the, the the clue reads: Rita Moreno and Sally Struthers were the first to star in the female version of this comedy. Their characters becoming Olive and Florence. What's the What's the question there? Oh,
1: uh, Oscar and Felix. Is this the Odd Couple women's version?
0: It is. So they they were in the uh, the Odd Couple on Broadway. Yeah. Also in that cast were Tony Shaloub and Louis J. Stadlin, who played like it's the Pigeon Sisters uh, in the original version, it's the Constanzuela brothers in that version. So, do you have a history with the odd couple?
1: I do. Um, I was really obsessed with the VHS that I had of Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. I also, when I was, I think 16 years old, purchased the odd couple women's version so that I could use it in monologues and in scene study classes. So you are not far off base, my friend. (laughs) Okay.
0: It all runs together. I'm getting too old to remember specifics. I just remember general themes, but um, so if you knew the answer to that, congratulations, that was very easy. If you were listening to this podcast, I would be actually disappointed if you didn't get that one. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Instagram at Matt Grace, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at It's Grace Hockey. All
0: right, everybody, have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday.